Hi, welcome to View from the Bridge. I'm Patrick Delmore. I'm the host of another podcast about Star Trek you may have heard of, Next Generation's First Generation. And I'm Matthew Kirchner. This show, View from the Bridge, is just an informal discussion between two good friends that like Star Trek. We're just, you know, two two nerds in our uh, in our late 30s chatting about Star Trek Picard, and uh, we hope you enjoy listening to that. Not that you would be here if you didn't. This is the third episode you're hearing. We're probably the fifth we've recorded because we had very mixed feelings about Star Trek Picard, which was a show that I thought probably lasted four, if not five episodes longer than it needed to go. I love the first episode, as we've already established. We had two kind of, we had two putting the band together episodes, which we've now read was not the original plan for the show at all. In fact, that was all supposed to happen in one episode, and I think it should have. Their notes for the what they originally wanted to do, they completely deviated from. Now, as far as I know, the notes on the show have not been released yet of what the original plan was. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, because that means there might be a better second season coming around the corner. So the band gets put together. They had a heist episode that made me about want to walk away from Picard altogether was happy to see Seven of Nine again in that storyline, but I didn't really think that they earned her return. Even the scene with uh, Icheb, where we learn what apparently now is, if you're a cybernetic and somebody pulls your eye out of your head, it kills you. That's now established canon, apparently, because that uh, several of the uh, synth synths on the show, died the same way each end did from having their... Well, yeah. that, that's, 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 that's actually accurate. What, what they did when they pulled his eye out, they, he didn't die from his eye getting pulled out. He pulled his eye out, and then they started rooting around in the back of his skull yeah. through his eye port. Because if you go back to a Voyager episode that they referenced from this, they did the same thing where they removed his eye the first time. Mm. There's a piece of technology that's wired to his brain ah. that he had, they had pulled out and transplanted in the Seven of Nine. That's why she was super emotional about it. And that's why they specifically were, hey, why isn't, when they were digging around in there, like, we can't find this piece. Oh. Okay. So it's basically like me pulling your eye out and taking a power drill and looking for something with yeah. a power drill in your head and be like, huh, I'm messing up everything in here, but I'm not finding out what I'm looking for. So that, that's, that's the reason, that's how you access that piece of technology. So that's how those Borg had died. As far as the, the, the other one you were talking about, that makes no sense to me right. whatsoever, why you would be able to kill an android by poking him in the eye. Right. I loved the Picard on the Borg Cube episode. I thought that that was equal to the first episode of the series. And that was, you know, it was something we, we needed to see, this... This reclamation project, which I'm imagining the second season is going to get it more into what the deal with the reclamation project was, because we didn't quite get a point to the reclamation project, but having Picard be there with Hugh, who he has had some interactions with since then, that they're able to hug one another when they meet 
meet each other on this cube was pretty cool. And everything that happened uh, there was good. Um, it was a good... It was also... Really, I, I really liked that because that's why you have Patrick Stewart doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Is his acting ability to show the emotion in front, you know, of doing that. Is you really see the scars of what he went through and having to return. It's like... like like uh, somebody who fought in a war returning to the battlefield, mm -hmm. you know, or, or the prison camp they were held in, essentially. And he really captures that in there. That, that's what, that's what, and then again, that's, that, that, that's, again, why I was like, yeah, that's, that's why it's Patrick Stewart doing this. Yeah. Um, so they get off the, off the board cube, and we have meeting the Riker family episode, which had a lot of great things in it. It didn't fit in, it didn't fit in this series. I love Riker's kid. I love Riker's kid's relationship with, with Soji. Now, I don't even remember. Does Soji come with them at the end of the story? Yes. Okay. She's on the bridge. Okay, cool. So, when they leave Riker, they have possibly the worst episode of the series, which is the episode where we get the uh, reconcilement with the Doctor character over why she did everything she did. Uh, to me, it was just make her a bad guy. Don't have her have you know been manipulated in it, and so much was unpacked there that didn't need to be unpacked. After all these mysteries on top of mysteries on top of mysteries, what they said happened in the first episode, for the most part, is accurate. Except that we discovered that the Romulans needed to plan this attack on the Utopia Planitia colony so that the synths would be banned. But it seems like bad timing to me. Because Romulus is still going to explode. Well, no, so at that point, Romulus is already exploding. Okay. The shockwave is hitting colonies. I see. And the shockwave is expanding, and so the, 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 the explosion has already happened. It was, the, the timeline is, is the Federation says, hey, that sun's going to explode. The Romulus is like, yeah, yeah, we know we got this, mind your own business. Then the sun explodes, and they're like, you know what? Kind of don't have this. We really do need your help. So Picard's like, all right, that's why we have to hurry to build this fleet because the shockwave's now coming and hitting all these worlds. And he dives more into that in the comic book. Ah. Uh, you see why, you know, and Picard's even complaining like, well, if we'd started this sooner, you know, we wouldn't be needing to push it. Uh, yeah, the timing of why they chose, why they didn't wait until after the fleet was done is, is beyond me, you know. But, yeah, no, that, that was just, I, I agree, there was too much going on with that. Yeah. And it's just... It clouded the whole what was going on with Mars thing, I think. We didn't need a mystery and a mystery and a mystery and a mystery. Also, the other thing that was that was dumb about that episode was this whole idea of, hey, they were able to move all of these different suns into alignment. And it's like, so, so what? It's, I, I get that Doctor Who is a popular show and they say stuff like that on there all the time. And that's fine because that's Doctor Who. But... There was, to me, no reason for them to, to have this story about all of the suns lining up. Or the, or the, everybody standing in a circle and getting the image of the destroyer, which is apparently already a legend. Like, it's already a story. Like, I don't understand what the purpose of that ritual is. It's a ritual that I guess that, it's, it's like a, it's like a psychic vision or something mm -hmm. that can be passed through, like, Romulan Vulcan thing, you know, like a, like a, that... But I guess it's so powerful, it's one of those, it's not like a, think of it like the ring video. Yeah. You watch it and you go mad. Yeah. And so in this, you, you do this and go mad, and that's why, 
the only three people who didn't go mad were apparently that uh, the, 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 the Romulan who got uh, on that warbird that's on the Reclamation Cube that recognized Soji. Yeah. Uh, Commodore O and that really, really, really creepy Tal Shiar agent who can't keep her hands off her brother. Yeah. That that was just... If they it just... I don't know. I kept expecting the Federation SVU team to come pop it out. So there's a lot of extra, extra Borg stuff. I was really sorry to see Hugh die because considering they brought him, actually brought him back and had, like, you know, uh, Airsots, Bruce Maddox, rather than the real Bruce Maddox. They like, oh, there was no reason to actually have Bruce Maddox. That would have, that would have been a good way to keep the show going, is to have talked about Bruce Maddox. And then he's and always then, like, just we can't one fi- step ahead yeah, of Yeah, we everybody. can't find the man. Yeah, no, you could have you could have stretched that for at least two more seasons. Well, I mean, what would be really like, cool... Like, find evidence of him, yeah. but never actually yeah. see What him. would be really cool is, like, get the actor that played Bruce Maddox... And be like, yeah, we tricked everyone into thinking that that guy that she killed was Bruce Maddox. You know, and the, but the fact that they've gone out of their way to repri- to have people reprise roles leads me to believe either A, he's not available, or B, really can't do it for some reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a point. I mean, Hugh, they, you know, they went out of their way to get Hugh. They got seven of nine. You know, they, they've, I just, there's something that, you know, for a character, for, for something that's central, they would, I think, that, you know, they would have gotten him if they could. So, we dumped a bunch of Borgs into space. There's some hint that Seven of Nine could be a Borg queen, and that I could have done without. But apparently there's going to be a Seven of Nine series coming up, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Now, when they get to the synth planet, it's a lot to me felt like stylistically a callback to the original series with some better effects. I like that Brent Spiner has introduced a new character that he can play, that he says that he wants to continue playing if they want to have that character come back. He's now played every male member of the Soon family. Yeah. I would have liked four generations. I would have liked to have seen uh, Fiona Flanagan be down there, Data's mom. Because she's got to still be out there somewhere. Apparently having to hide the fact that she's a synth unless somebody murdered her. And now, because because Brent Spiner has said that he's not going to play Data again, I almost think we're not going to see Lore anymore. I mean, they really left it open-ended about Lore in uh, The Descent, because you don't even see him get disassembled. You just hear Data say, hey, this is, hey you need to disassemble him. Yeah, but I think it's kind of implied, just because they, I mean, they showed B4, which I think it would have been better if they'd showed Lore. But they had to explain why B four wasn't sitting there yes. playing with stuff on Picard's desk anymore. Because we went we went through a long period of you know books and comics tie ins. Is this weather going to ruin the? So you get to see a version of Soji that looks kind of, you know that looks more like Data. We learned that she had a sister that got executed by Starfleet. Now I will argue against all these people that are like, oh my god, all of a sudden Starfleet turned evil. It's like no. It was always our heroes were the good Starfleet, and everything else Starfleet did was morally ambiguous. Yeah, the and Admiral that's... was always asking you to do something questionable. Somebody on another ship's morality got compromised. That's not out of character for Star Trek. And, and you have you have uh, you know the entire series of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, which shows another side of Starfleet that's a lot darker. That's you know we we went through a war. We had Captain Sisko you know, forge, you know, evidence to, you know, to incite an intergalactic war between the Dominion and the Romulans. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, shady, so you had former terrorists, you know, yeah. on there. And so, yeah, it, you get your hands 
messy. I just, I, I, I didn't like the fact either that, that everyone is this, that the Picard can be that shocked, that, you know, and that hurt, that, that Starfleet acts that way. It's like, it, it, they should have played it more that he's just disappointed he couldn't overcome it. The first season of, of Star Trek The Next Generation has to do with him dealing with a conspiracy within the ranks of Starfleet. Yeah. That's pretty nefarious. But so. again, but those aren't Starfleet, that's another entity. So that's yeah. not Starfleet behaving badly. That's another alien race in, in, inhabiting them. That's true. I, I would say his, his dealing with Starfleet, if you want to go back to Next Generation, would go to pretty much anything Admiral Nechev asked him to do. Mm-hmm. The time when they were going out to find the Pegasus with the cloaking device and they violated the treaty, uh, Will's old commanding officer. Yes. And they had that cloaked yes. phasing ship. That was obviously a, a treaty violation, you know. And, 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 and then when they started introducing the, the, the when they introduced Ensign Rowe, Oh, hmm. uh, and they're going after the Cardassians, and they had that admiral making a deal to sell weapons to the, you know, to to the Bajorans in order to get, you know, their hands on information and stuff. That was clearly a an ambiguous thing. Now I had some trouble, although I liked Data's response to it, believing that Picard, one of Picard's greatest regrets, was never telling Data that he loved him. I could buy that with with some other people on the Enterprise that he thought needed to hear that. But Data's response to it was, was you know, as much as, it, as much as it could possibly matter to me that you would say that. But it's, it's Data's Spock, real Spock death moment that he needed to have that he didn't get. Just getting, you know, blown to hell and Nemesis was not, was not fair because Data was the Mr. Spock of the next generation. Yeah. And he needed to have that moment with his captain. Not only that, he'd always said, too, you know, that, that was his moment to capture his humanity, the I want to die. And then the way they did it, too, mm-hmm. is he wasn't just him laying down and the lights going out. He actually, in his mind, experiences, you know, you see him age. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that, um, rather than Picard being the guy next to his bed, that it was uh, Lol. But, uh, but then again... Law, because I've watched that episode several times, Law was always with him after she died. She was integrated into his, his mind. If you really so wanted to do something, I would have had Picard there, and then I would have had it, like, you know, like, cut or phase or, you know, fade out to then Law. Even Lore. Tasha. Tasha would have, you know, you know just kind of phased it. Everybody that admitted, that admitted you, know, you know, obviously his, his you know, uh, his creator, uh, Dr. Soong, you know, Jordy yeah. should have been, you know, just an image, just one of those, because if... As he's aging, just, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's one of those, he's an android, so he experiences everything in a split second. But, yeah, I mean, Tasha should have been represented, in, you know, in there, just, of him doing that, basically, his, he's closing out, he's one of those, you know, your, your life flashes before you. That would be the cliche he would want to have, is humans say their life flashes before them when their last moment's of death. So, overall, it was a good mix. I would I would have liked them to have done a little bit less. Uh, I really didn't think much of uh, the Rafi's uh, grandchild plot that came out of nowhere and went nowhere. Um, <laughs> that was just a. I mean, yeah, that was just a what the hell. They could have done a lot, a lot more with a lot less. It was it was action Picard, and it and it's been, and it had been action Picard for for four movies. There's a great there's a great scene talking about you know how they did used to be explorers, but he became you know he became a man of action, and that's the version of 
Picard that Patrick Stewart likes more anyway. Uh, on the podcast Next Generation's First Generation, we talk a lot about writer's choice and actor's choice and how Patrick Stewart wants to do things. And I mean, he's... He is the old gentleman of the thing now. I mean, he's got a lot of younger people writing, writing for him, and he probably is able to cash all his own checks on what they can have him do and say on that show. No, I, I agree. Unfortunately, Picard, at this age, I, you can't accept him in any way, shape, or form as an action hero. Especially because they put, they put the number on it finally. He's 96. Yeah. It's just, you look at it, and it's just, and even the way he moves, he, he, he hobbles. He doesn't stride onto the bridge the way he used to. You actually see him hobble. Mm-hmm. He saw him in the first set or the first ever get winded going upstairs. Yeah, you know it's just. But I like that. I know, and I like that, and that's the way it is. Is just I can't accept him. Is is you can't write him in as a man of action. I mean, Riker's there with his. You know, you you could tell he was wearing a back brace there making those pizzas and stuff, and he can't even sit up straight. Well, that's why I went in, and again, that's why they probably didn't have, you know, Riker was sitting in his chair on the bridge. Yeah. I would have done this show about half the episodes, and every other episode, or every two episodes, I would have done it with a Star Trek short. You could yeah. have done Riker and his family as a Star Trek short. You didn't need all the login and all the scenes. That you just need, the. you could have cut that, I mean, I like his daughter, but I could have cut her out of most of it, and just had him basically the scene where he shows up, and he walks out of the woods... And she's playing out front, and then she just yells to her dad that Picard is here. And then both Deanna and, you know, and, 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 and Riker, you know, Riker come out. They say their things. Riker gives his speech about how you need to make a new plan, and they're out the door. And you get the whole moment, and they, you know, like that. Maybe, you know, maybe they go up to the room, and you, you find out, well, you know, the, why Riker left is because, you know, his son was dying, and, needed, and they needed to move to this planet hmm. and stuff. But which is interesting is that his son has died now, so why is he still there? Yeah, you know, and maybe he's. I mean, it could be he just he's he likes the life he's living now. Who knows? They get into that in the in the second season. But yeah, you could have cut that down if you needed to do a story about Raffi and her grandson. That could have been a short, a Star Trek short. I think if you absolutely yeah. had to do one, which I again I agree, there was no point. So I'm betting that the next season of of Star Trek shorts is going to be a mix. You know, just like this season was, it's going to be a mix between um, Picard stuff, Discovery stuff. With probably if they are going forward with the uh, Section Thirty One show, with a little bit of that thrown in. There. I'm just glad Section Thirty One hasn't made an appearance yet in this, because yeah. they could have easily put that in there. I know they could have, and I'm glad they didn't. Um, but yeah, but what I'm betting we're gonna get, because we've been seeing the original cast together a lot while this is going on on the internet, everybody all hanging out. Because now they all they're all it's like well. And it's truthfully, she was. Some people were probably skeptical and been like, oh, "I don't want to go back and do this. It's been thirty years. I already do the conventions." But they're seeing it and they're like, and you see the stuff like with episodes, like with Riker, it was like, "All right, you gave a good wrap up to it." Mm-hmm. You know, Data, like you said, got a very good send off for Data. I mean, that was a really good. You know, I really liked the way they did the send off for Data. Seven of Nine, I disagree. I liked her. In this, I like the way they brought her back. I want to know more about it. I'm actually more interested to see a Seven of Nine series. I, that episode, I the only ridiculous parts were the parts with Picard in it and his crew going. I mean, it's just him hobbling around doing his British French accent with the eye patch. I was just like, God, this is just it was, it's beneath the character to be doing this. I don't think so. I think I, I again, I think it's, it's something that um, Patrick Stewart thinks is fun. 
and a lot of the things Patrick Stewart thinks are fun are. I mean, you're you're right. It's be, it's beneath what we saw, how we saw the character, especially when we were kids, because it was like pretty much, you know, the ultimate like serious adults in my life were Mister Rogers, Captain Picard, and my fourth grade teacher. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is just this is just yeah. This was just it was a ridiculous plot. It was a ridiculous thing. Seven of Nine was the only serious person there, and she had a legitimate reason for being pissed. She goes in there and kicks... I mean, it's just... The whole thing was just... Yeah, that whole episode. Other than that, I would have just... I, again, I would have cut it down to a Star Trek short for her stuff. You yeah. know, the only good thing is, is that they had a couple of teasers. You see Mott the Barber has a, has a hair emporium on the planet, and Quark from Deep Space Nine has either franchised or moved his bar to that planet. I want to believe he's franchised. You know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, and, 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 yeah, I just, my whole take on this series was I absolutely hated it outside of the cameos and the follow-ups they were doing for other stuff. The rest of it, to me, was just garbage. I didn't hate it. I would have, if it had been 26 episodes, I would have watched all 26 episodes. I would have watched them, too, because I watched 26 episodes of stuff that I hate. Yeah. I mean, just because it's, uh, it's new. Now, whether or not, now... Having watched this series already, I have not gone back and watched all of the episodes. I've watched parts, the, the parts that I liked of the episodes, and I just, I can't watch the rest of it again. And I probably never will, unless, I'm, I, unless I'm going to do a reference for something. That's how I felt about the second season of uh, Discovery, honestly. It had, it had some really fun things to do with, uh, with Spock, and I liked the Pike stuff. I like, but and yeah. some of the Saru stuff was interesting. Um, but yeah, that Red Angel, st- where the Red Angel ended up leading, I didn't care for. No, I, I didn't like the Red Angel either. But I like the second season of Discovery leaps and bounds better than the the, the first season. Uh, the whole mirror universe thing got overplayed. The, the the Klingon war thing I didn't agree with. I thought that was overplayed. I liked the Captain Pike stuff because I'm an original series. I like that part of the original series. I felt they got the the first season of Discovery, which we're, we're kind of getting off topic here, but I'm just going to real quick, was way out there, and it was them trying to reinvent Star Trek, and the second season was them more, all right, we kind of did it, it pissed some people off, here's how we're going to blend the two. And they did a great job of blending the original series into Discovery. Yep. They, they really smoothed it over, and I really liked that. They remembered that that's when people started to get really get into Enterprise, yeah. when they started bringing stuff from the original series into that. Yeah, and it's like, I'm okay with everything, because the, the bridge design of the Enterprise on Discovery, it looked super modern, had all the lights and things, but it still had that look and feel yeah. of the original series, and that's what that, that won me over on that. Um, now, going back to Picard, they could easily do the same thing. That, you know, the, the, there's, there's, they could still make, this didn't feel like Star Trek. This felt a little like Firefly to me. Mm-hmm. Firefly with, 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 with an old guy. Basically, they, it's like it's Captain Picard would, would like hired the Firefly crew to get him somewhere. They're all having the adventure, and he's just, the, he's just, he's there. Yeah, he's, he's Charlie. Charlie's Angels. Exactly, which he actually is. Yeah. Or he's Bosley in, in Charlie's yeah. Angels, which I actually just recently watched and is not a bad movie. I don't Oh nice. I, okay. I don't I'm know why it got such so bad reviews. 
um, Elizabeth because Banks did a very good job of writing and directing that, I think. It was because people were mad at Elizabeth Banks at that, at that moment in time. And, and, and I get that, and people like that, but it, I, I recently watched it. Worth watching, I think. Cool. So a lot better than the um, Drew Barrymore? Hey, leaps and bounds. The yeah. story was great. Okay. The characters are great. Your Patrick Stewart actually was really good in it. your recommendation, then. And so, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely out there for that. But, no, I'm hoping season two, again... They get their legs and they figure out what, you know, now people are like, yes, you can do a Picard thing, but let's call it what this is, is basically a farewell tour for the next generation. And since Deep Space Nine and Voyager probably won't get their own movies, you can throw them in there too. There's no reason why the, you know, the, the La Siena can't make a, a pit stop at Deep Space Nine in there. There's no reason why the doctor... I'm surprised the EMH doctor hasn't made an appearance or something. He's gonna... I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, because you, you know, they're clearly using holograms for everything. You know. I think, I think it's more with a lot of those people. I mean, Marina Sirtis did both that and, um, and the Orville. I think there's... And, and Frakes has directed several episodes of the Orville. Almost all the Next Generation people have been on. Robert Picardo's been on there. Yeah. Ethan Phillips was on there. You know... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Patrick Stewart, I think he wasn't he on one of them, too? Probably, I didn't see it. Yeah, it just, you know, you could have, I mean, Worf. I mean, Michael Doran will jump at anything Star Trek. Yeah. You know, with both feet. Yeah. So you could easily have Worf in there. You could have, you know, who's in charge of the Klingon Empire? General Martok's still there, if you want to go into the random characters. So we know next season we're going to get to see, uh... To see Guinan for something. And I'm actually excited to see that. Oh, me too. Um, I, I did want to touch point on, on the Picard fake death thing. That's what really ruined this for me. Yep. He got a great death scene. I mean, a really good... I think that was a good... That was a, a good death scene. He just completely... He lives just long enough to see the mission completed, to say goodbye to Riker, then he dies. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we put you in a clone body, but instead of making you younger, which would have made sense, you know, we decided to make you exactly the same amount of years old, but fix every problem that could have killed you, you know, your heart and your, your, your brain disease. And, and, and oh yeah, we programmed your body to die in about, you know, 30 or 40 years. And it's just like, really? You're going to slap people in the face that hard right after the... It is a little... Uh, it is a little bit uh, on shaky ground, but uh, shoot, maybe they'll do maybe they'll do something interesting with it. Maybe uh, I would like it if um, Guinan doesn't acknowledge him as as actually being Picard or something. She's like, you look like him, you sound like him, you're you're not him. Something's up. What happened? That would be an interesting way to kick it off. I would, I would, she, I would say she still accepts Picard because of the essence and the soul. But I would say she would immediately recognizes that that's not his body. Yeah, I mean, she'll still be like, "Hey, yeah, it's you. Uh, what you got a new suit there? You wearing? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, uh, that kind of thing, you know, and 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 stuff like that." But no, it'd be, it, it would be, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Whoopi Goldberg coming, um, back, coming back. I do want to see Q. Yeah, I mean. All this going on and stuff like that with Picard, you know, and, and Picard near death, and you're telling me Q doesn't take one minute to come by and poke him just once. Yeah. He doesn't have to come back for the long story arc. Just to pop in and poke him and mess with him. Yeah. Just, you know, hey, it's been about 30 years. thought I'd come by here and, you know, do something funny to you. 
You know, I mean, what has he been doing that, you know, I mean, that's just, he, it, it just, that's just me. It's like we never saw him in any of the movies. You'd think he would have been in the movies, you know. I don't know. I can't think of what he would have done. In I would have done it like they did with, uh, what's his name, in the, in, the, in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Is when they're walking down the corridor, it's just Q as a random crew member and Picard's like, wait a minute, what? And then it just, and then the regular movie progresses and like, he's in every movie as a, basically as like a regular, just like a background character. Just kind of keeping an eye on things, you know. Just as a joke I could thing. see him, ha you know, because they fixed the aromatic syndrome and all that, to have Q tell, come up and tell him, I was your aromatic syndrome the whole time. And you cut your connection to me, just like you did with the, you know, you did with the Borg. Like, I was... We never really cut his connection with the Borg, remember? Because you could always hear the echoes. Except it has to be, it has to be cut now with what they did to him. That's an interesting thing, too, is you got to find out what's his, how's his connection to the Borg. Because that was a big piece of him. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of pieces. Of him. Like, like I said, I, I don't agree with the whole putting him in a clone body. That was just... I'm just, thank God they didn't put data I was afraid no, as soon as they were no. doing that that they were going to put Data's consciousness into that clone body and it'd be like, hey, it's Data, I'm back. No, he didn't like getting into all of that stuff. No, no, but I'm just, I was afraid that's what the way they wanted that they were going to go with it, you know. As soon as they said, oh yeah, I can grow bodies and, you know, because that was the whole thing is everyone wanted to bring Data back. You know, when they were talking about capture, you know, it says, if we could just get one microbe of this thing, we could bring back, we could reconstitute his consciousness. And I'm like, oh God, please tell me this isn't going to end with us. Growing a new data. No, that already happened in uh, Nemesis, and it was decided that they didn't like it. Yeah, that was that just ruined the whole thing. Um, yeah, there, there's like I said, I would have done this. I would have cut it in half, maybe even a third, and peppered it with some Star Trek shorts to fill in some of the other the filler stuff. No, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with shorts. My, I'm I'm betting that Riker and Troy's daughter is gonna be the star of one of them. It's probably not gonna be a good one, but. She'll be in it. I'm betting they do one with explains how it, what happened to their son. Yes, and and why it, it's in you know maybe we'll even get to see Riker on the bridge of the Titan. Yep, and his son being having you know getting and sick. Get um, what's his name? Will Wheaton in there because he did. And Tim Russ because Tim Russ is on the Titan. The Tuvok was is his uh, is his tactical officer. Now is that only in the books or did they say that in the? That was in the books, but okay. the books they said were were you know because because Will Wheaton's character which appeared in, in Nemesis. Was also in the books. Yeah, but they actually. The rule is that if it doesn't, if it didn't say it on screen, it didn't happen. No, but you could. But it would just be a way to bring him. Yeah. In, you know what I'm saying is they're they're, they're fond of crossing these things oh, over yeah. now. So you could bring you know Robin Leffler, what's her name's uh, uh, from the Enterprise is on is on the Titan too. Yeah. And uh, Doctor Solar is on the on the Titan. I would love to see Doctor Solar again. Yeah, there's you know there's there's a you know there's there's a, there's a number of things you you know you know, but it would just be interesting to see them actually do a, uh, a Titan set, you know, and, and have him go off and, you know, yeah, and then do their thing there. I'm, you have to find out what happened with Dr. Crusher. Yes. And I don't think we need a whole episode or story arc. I think a Star Trek short Yeah. would be fine for that, you know, you know, three three to seven minutes. Um, I would, you know what I would love to see be the, the issue with Dr. Crusher? He just left it alone for too long, and when he went back to check on it, she was like, I haven't heard from you in 12 years. What's going on? I think what it'll end up being is that he left Starfleet, and she didn't. She He, he is like, Starfleet isn't Starfleet anymore, and she's like, well, no, Starfleet still is. You just, you know, they have a disagreement on what Starfleet is. is I or can't he, leave or Starfleet. Or he's gone. And she's like, well, why did I have to hear about this third hand? Well, no, there's a reason they haven't been together. You know, like, you know, he's on his vineyard, so it's going yeah. to have something to do with him leaving. Not why he went off into space to go do this android hunt. Mm -hmm. It's going to basically be, probably, or the, the, the most logical thing would be basically is he gets fed up with Starfleet, 
and they're having a discussion one night over dinner or something, and she's like, I can't leave. Starfleet is still helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm out here, you know, curing diseases. Yes, you're upset with them, but Starfleet, you know, it, it, it'd be the thing we brought up. This isn't new. Starfleet has always been like this. Yeah. You're just, you lost the battle this time. You weren't able to convince them to correct their wrong. And then he will get up, you know, he gets upset and they're like, look, uh, I just, I, I can't be around this anymore. And if you're going to stay with Starfleet, I'm sorry. And then he just retreats to his vineyard. Yeah, Which well, is apparently in California now, from the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens when they start filming another season. Hopefully everybody uh, everybody makes it through the pandemic. Yeah, and with that, I guess that'll close us out for Season 1 of Star Trek Picard. But we hope to see you in uh, Season 2 and maybe drop in a little bit before with anything we might have to say about Season 3 of Discovery. There we go.